Hey there everybody and welcome back to Good Orderly Direction, Practical Tools of the Bible. Today we're going to be discussing Genesis 30 and 31, Laban's greed and manipulation. After Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, send me off so that I can go to my own place in my own country. Give me my wives and children whom I've worked for and I will go. You know the work that I've done for you. Laban said to him, do me this favor. I've discovered by a divine sign that the Lord has blessed me because of you. So name your price, ostensibly to stay, and I will pay it. Jacob said to him, you know how I've worked for you and how well your livestock have done with me. While in my care, what little you had is multiplied a great deal. The Lord blessed you wherever I took the livestock. Now, when will I be able to work for my own household? Jacob didn't want to keep getting paid by Laban. He wanted to establish his own uh, entity, if it, as it were. Laban responded, what shall I give you to stay? Jacob said, don't pay me anything. If you will do this for me, I will take care of your flock again and simply keep a portion. I will go through the entire flock today, taking out all of the speckled and spotted sheep, all of the black male lambs, and all of the spotted and speckled female goats. They won't be my price. I will be completely honest with you. When you come to check on our agreement, any animals that are not like them will be considered stolen. So Jacob is setting up this situation where he has very unique looking animals. And so he is now able to clearly delineate this is mine versus this is Laban's. He's able to build up his own wealth, if you will, and have it clearly defined by what the animals look like. So he's able to work for his own family. He's able to build up his own wealth. And that is what he wanted. He made this agreement to try to compromise with Laban and said, and said, okay, you know, I will stay. I will continue looking after your animals, but I'm going to be able to raise my own flock and do what I want to with them, but I will also tend yours. Laban said, let's do it. However, before Jacob could take out the identified animals, Laban did it and gave them to his sons. Oh my gosh. He put a three-day trip between himself and Jacob while Jacob was watching the rest of Laban's flock. So the seed animals, if you will, that Jacob was supposed to have, Laban essentially stole. Jacob saw that Laban did not regard him with favor as before. Now, when I read this the first few times, regard him with favor, I thought, well, maybe uh, that meant he didn't like him anymore. In reality, what this means is Jacob recognized that Laban was becoming very jealous, very envious of what Jacob had. Jacob now had both of Laban's daughters and was also very prosperous in whatever he did. Laban, not so much. The Lord said to Jacob, return to the land of your fathers and I will be with you. So Jacob recognized this is no longer a good situation to be in. This is no longer a safe situation to be in. So whether you want to think of it as God, the Almighty, telling him to return to the land of your fathers, or even good orderly direction, prudence, telling him, 
it is not wise to stick around with this man because he keeps manipulating and lying and what else is going to happen next either way uh, Jacob recognized that hey it's it's time for us to move on Jacob told Rachel God did not permit your father to harm me if Laban said the spotted shall be your wages then all of the, the flock bore spotted and if he said the striped shall be your wages then all of the flock bore striped God has taken away the livestock of your father and given them to me so there are lots of really interesting biological explanations for how this might have happened but ultimately Jacob had the knowledge the wisdom that was given to him from God to be able to know how to manipulate the genes I don't think they knew of pundit squares back then how to manipulate the genes of these animals so he was able to despite Laban's best efforts he was able to use his wisdom and prudence in order to get ahead Rachel and Leah answered Jacob there's nothing left for us here our fathers disowned us and devoured our money Laban had sold essentially Rachel and Leah to Jacob so back then um, many times women were looked upon as property so we're, we're going to have to kind of accept the culture back then um, additionally all of the wealth that Laban had had now been sort of usurped or inherited by Jacob because all of a sudden all of the animals were giving birth to speckled spotted and striped uh, animals so Jacob had now become very wealthy and Laban's flock had dwindled and they're looking back going well what's for us there he doesn't have any money to support us he clearly doesn't care about us so yeah you know we'll go we'll go with you because you've been honest with us essentially from the beginning all of the wealth that God has taken away from our father belongs to us now so whatever God has said to you we'll do it so Jacob arose and said and set his sons and his wives on camels he drove away all his livestock all his property that he had gained the livestock in his possession that he had acquired in Padaram to go to the land of Canaan to his father Isaac Laban pursued Jacob and said what have you done you have tricked me and driven away my daughters like captives you longed greatly for your father's house but why did you steal my gods it's important to recognize here that Laban is not taking responsibility for his own behaviors you tricked me and have dri driven away my daughters like captives Laban had a part in that he was not playing fair he was not being loving prudent kind honest all of those things Jacob answered we left without telling you because I was afraid I thought that you would take your daughters from me by force but I did not steal from you anyone with whom you find your God shall not live show me what I have that is yours and take it unknown to Jacob Rachel actually had taken the household gods and put them in the camel's saddle and sat on them Laban searched but could not find the idols 
Now we'll find out later, not too long from now, that Rachel dies in childbirth and the thought is that that could be a punishment as a result of her lies and covetousness because Jacob had said, whoever has stolen the, the idols shall certainly die. Well, that came to pass. Jacob became angry and berated Laban. Jacob said, what is my offense? What is my sin that you have hotly pursued me? Remember again, Jacob doesn't know that Rachel had taken the household idols. In this story, we see that there's ever going conflict. We see how envy can develop. Laban wants all of the riches and the spoils, but doesn't want to have to do any of the work for it. He finds somebody who is very um, good at his job, very good at tending the flocks, and he hires him. But then he keeps changing the rules and he keeps manipulating him. We see in the story the concept of prudence, which helps Jacob's thrive despite adversity. Remember, prudence is a combination of patience and wisdom. Jacob was patient with what was going on. You know, he, back a couple chapters ago, he thought he was marrying Rachel. Turns out it was Leah. But then he waited another seven years and married Rachel. He was being prudent. He was being wise. He wanted to uh, try to make a family. And he kept doing the next right thing. He kept trying to work earnestly and live up to his promises with the belief that that would lead him to a good place. Respect and truthfulness. Laban had become envious of Jacob's success and the relationship had become strained. Each time Laban saw Jacob getting ahead, he changed the rules. So Laban didn't show respect or truthfulness. Laban didn't show respect or truthfulness in the marriage of his daughters either. So we see that Laban is not a very trustworthy dude. Earnestness. God was watching over Jacob and ensuring he got paid what he was promised. We don't always get what we are promised right then and there. But eventually, the old saying, what goes around comes around. Uh, when you give out good, when you do your best, you work earnestly, then that comes back to you in your reputation, in the people who support you, in the people who are there for you when you need help. And courage. We see Jacob recognizing at a certain point, this is a toxic environment. This is not a good place for us to be. And it's time for us to go back to the land of my, my kinsfolk where we will be dealt with honestly. And that took a lot of courage. It had to be um, intimidating, not only to imagine the journey, and especially with all those cattle and children and wives and everything else, but he also had to propose it, or he didn't have to, but he did. He chose to propose it to Rachel and Leah. And he kind of asked, what do you think? And they said, let's do it. Now, he didn't have to do that. That was a very compassionate thing for him to do, to ask for their input. Uh, 
And so that took some courage too, because he loved Rachel so very much. He would have been devastated if Rachel said, no, we're staying here. How did Laban's manipulation and lies impact his family? How might things have gone differently if Laban had been honest, insisted on Jacob marrying Leah first instead of swapping her in at the last minute saying, you can marry Rachel, but you got to marry Rachel, uh, Leah as well. That would have been the more honest and forthright thing to do instead of tricking him. How might things have been differently if Laban hadn't consistently changed the rules? Every time Jacob started to get ahead, he switched things up. And a lot of people have been in situations like that where somebody is envious of them and wants, seems to want to keep them from succeeding. How did Jacob handle being taken advantage of? One thing we don't see is wrath. We don't see him get angry. We don't see him get vengeful. We see him saying, all right, you know what? This is an unhealthy environment. You know, I tried to compromise. I worked earnestly, didn't work. We're leaving. And he was very assertive. He was very truthful with Laban the entire time. How did following good orderly direction or God's wisdom help J Jacob? How did prudence, earnestness, respect, forgiveness, compassion, and truthfulness help him? And we didn't talk a lot about forgiveness, but again, if Jacob would have used a lot of energy being angry or seeking revenge, things could have gone a lot differently. But he chose to not fritter away his energy on that and instead use it to multiplying his herds and getting prepared, building up his, his resources so they could travel back to his homeland. I hope this has been helpful for you, and I will see you next time.